0: Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. All right, so let's go ahead and quickly, I'm just going to start off here in chapter 3, verse 1. It says do we again commend ourselves or do we need as some others epistles of commendation to your letters uh, of commendation from you? You are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read by all men. In other words, the fruit of the power of God manifesting in your life that other people are seeing, you are a fruit of what is on us. You are uh, our letters. In other words, the lives that you manifest or have become our letters. Are you with me? It is a living proof of the power of God. The things that they see is because of what has been imparted from us to you. and now you are walking these things out. Are you with me? Amen. Like I said last, uh, last week in, in, in the early church uh, at the time when all of this uh, amazing stuff was happening, I mean, the Holy Spirit has poured out Pentecost. I mean, the Holy Spirit has come. They're speaking in, uh, in other tongues. The people think that they're drunk. Obviously they must've thought that they were drunk because Peter had to say, these are not drunk as you suppose. So obviously they appeared to be drunk and besides themselves. Well, that's what happens when the power of God comes. It's in your Bible. Why is it that when we begin to see the power of God moving, we become freaked out by the power of God moving? Amen? If we can see it's in the Word, then we should be okay with it. All right? Are you with me? Of course, we, 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 uh, the, the Word of God inevitably is the foundation. The Word of God is what will sustain you. Experiences cannot. You can talk about your experiences, but the word of God is what will keep you. Somebody say, The word will keep me. Why? Because his word will never come back void. Amen. Amen? And so there's this, there's this supernatural activity going on. But these early apostles or uh, uh, the early apostles that we would call the, t- the, the 12 apostles um, uh, 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 are, are manifesting and, and operating in a realm of glory. But they weren't, uh, the, 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 the letters that you and I read are the manifestation of what was taking place in and through them as a result of what Jesus did. Can somebody say Amen. So the power of God working in them was because they had a revelation of what Jesus did for them at the cross of Calvary and that revelation working in them produced in them what you and I read. It is an overflow. The letter, the epistles and the new covenant is a letter and a manifestation of the one that they encountered. So in the beginning, I mean, you know, they were busy penning the books. Come on, think think along with me. There were, you know, the, some of the disciples, you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and they're penning down the, 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 the early, the gospel, you know, the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Mark, the gospel of Luke, the gospel of John. But now uh, that's what they are, that's what they've got to go by. They've got all of the old covenant, which serves to them only as one thing is because uh, they're using the old as. It's a complete shadow. Do you understand what, what the shadow? How many of you realise that you have no detail in a shadow? Somebody say there's no detail, there's no detail, in, detail. in the shadow. No shadow. Yet they operated by, how many of you realise the prophets of old and those that came before the cross operated in a realm of glory? Somebody say the prophets of old, prophets of old operated, operated in glory but even at the level of the glory that they operated, they operated in a capacity that was still in the time of the shadow. Do you understand what I'm saying here? It was was the the fullness had not been given to them. Amen. 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 So now they're heavily depending on the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Why? Because Jesus came to usher in a new age. We're not talking about the new age movement. I'm talking about a new era of time, a new dispensation. In other words, there was the shutting of the door on one and the opening of a new one that would position us unlike the people before the cross. The shadow is inferior and... The substance is superior. Yes. So why? Because the substance who is Jesus, we have all the details in front of us. Amen. You cannot tell, you know, in other words, the, come on, the shadow is the shadow of Christ. The substance is the person of Christ. So in the beginning, as the gospels are being preached, they are telling the early church, listen, this is what Jesus came to do. And they are manifesting the revelation of what Christ came. And that's where we saw the miraculous, the signs, wonders and miracles. All of those things were abundantly clear. But what we read is a manifestation of the life that was, come on, of the one they had been around. And somebody said, well, the early disciples, well, it's not really fair because they actually were physically with Jesus, right? They physically were there with Him and they, or they, they, they just knew how to tap into that kind of, an, the, of anointing after Jesus ascended and sat at the right hand of the Father. They knew what to do with all of it because they'd physically been with Him. But we can't do that now. No, absolutely not. In fact, the only one of those... <laughs> Let me just go ahead and God in His infinite wisdom, somebody say God, is rich in wisdom. Say He's abundant in wisdom. He didn't let the 11 write two thirds of the New Testament who had been eyewitnesses of the ministry of Jesus. He let the one guy Paul, who never was around him in his earthly ministry. Are you with me? Right, two thirds. So in other words, if there's anybody that we are more like, is the Apostle Paul in that he was not an eyewitness, but yet the Holy Spirit, he was taken into the wilderness for 13 or 14 years and instructed on the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if the Apostle Paul could manifest two thirds of this new covenant, then you are and I are just as good as the Apostle Paul because guess what? God has no respect of persons. I said a lot, which has got nothing to do with where I'm going, <laughs> but it sounded really good. The truth. But, but okay, so suffice it to say, they are operating in a place called overflow. What we read is overflow. Yet we see the pulpits filled today where we are doing nothing more than trying to fill people's heads up with a bunch of information. God never created this thing for us to to, to be a book that we get to tell stories about on a Sunday morning so that we can fill your head up with theology and exegesis and how to be hermeneutical, philosophical and philanthropical, whatever you wanna call it. He didn't design it that way. He designed it so that you and I can become those living epistles that through the Word we understand that there is a description of a person and his name is Jesus and if we will discover him we will be like those early apostles and become those living epistles by which books will be written about you the same way that we read about the early church it was an overflow it is about a person come on your destiny is not a place your destiny is a person it helps you not to arrive in some place that you think is destiny. If you don't have the person, you have nothing. Your destiny is not a place, it is a person. The book of Romans, the eighth chapter says, for whom He formed you, He also predestined to be conformed into the image of His Son. Your destiny or destination is that He be formed in you because if He is formed in you, it doesn't matter what destination you go to, you will have the power of God you, to God. be a living epistle. Come on now, somebody. It's not about, you, you, it's, it's not about that. My excitement is an overflow. how much more theology are we gonna get into the church's head? How much more can we possibly get into your head before you become what He made you to be? The only way we get into the becoming is when the becoming is being heard by somebody who is currently becoming and is walking in who he already is or she is already. And they are able by the Spirit of God to transmit, communicate by the invisible Spirit of God, a power and a life that will come and stir up the well of what is on the inside of you. That's how it takes place. The anointing is transferable. It's not about how much I can get into your head. Your head will never raise anybody from the dead. The power of God will. today because I say to hell with the devil and to heaven with the people and I say listen forget about religion let's go take territory let's kick some devil butt and let's take the kingdom of God by force We're not here to pander to the voice of politics and I'm talking about religious politics. I couldn't be bothered. We are here to fulfill the will of God, to do His, king, His purpose and His kingdom. And God is looking for a people that are sick and tired of religion and say, I wanna connect with something that actually carries a life and the power of God. Oh, you don't understand. There is such an excitement on the inside of me. I am running around this building invisibly right now. I see a tsunami and I see a wave come on it might be the cloud the size of a man's hand but I see a wave the size of a man's hand coming and it will not be It shall not be stopped for that which the Spirit of the Lord is desiring to do will bypass the religious order. It will bypass all of that and it will accomplish that which it was sent for. So we either get on board or we just get to be a spectator instead of a participator. And right now is the hour where the voice of grace is coming where God is saying, I am calling you to participate. I am calling you and the voice of grace is getting us ready for what's coming, and God is expecting our participation and not to be a spectator. Hallelujah. Just quiet right now because I'm just allowing you to think. That's what the word seal is there for. Pause and think about it. Some of you are looking at me with, with great excitement and others of you are throwing daggers at me because you're hungry <laughs> and you're looking at the food on the tables. Perhaps the new Fellowship Sundays, we should just serve ourselves, come back and sit down, and I'll continue preaching. (laughs) So you can eat and eat. Except I won't know what you're excited about. Was it that crawfish you just ate, or was it the word you just heard? Come on, I tell you what, if God is raising something something up right now and, and kind of like this is just Holy Ghost being led, this is the chapter that unfortunately I'm just not able to advance with, but we'll get there by the grace of God. The point of the matter is, is that God is raising up an authentic people. authentic. When you walk through the building, I promise you, we've heard testimony after testimony after testimony. People walk in through these doors and they either stay or they go. They go because, woo, I can't handle that. I've got to, you know, the kitchen's hot. If you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen. But the ones that feel the authenticity know that they're walking into something real. So I say, get on board. What are you waiting for? Let's go take the kingdom of God. Let's do this. Come on, what what do let's stop? Get out of yourself, get out of your head, get out of your flesh. Stop being so carnal. And let me just break the lie that God has sent you elsewhere to steer the ship in a different direction. No, you will not steer the ship in a different direction. And to try to think that God has placed you somewhere else to steer the ship in a different direction that you are not the authority over is witchcraft. I'm not, no, 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 and I'm not, that's not a rebuke. I'm just saying, because we don't sit and think about that. It's not something we think about. When I came here, I knew that there would be opposition. And I'm telling you, I know the opposition in the Spirit. I know what's there. Before I came, God gave me, this is for those of you that are unfamiliar with the story, I'm just saying it one more time. I know when I came, the Lord, when I, when I was in, in temp. and by the way, we're not just like islands to ourselves, not connected. We come under the authority, we are sent here. We have We sit under authority. We are absolutely accountable to other people in the ministry. We're not loose cannons sucking out of our thumbs and whatever. And we do not carry the spirit of rebellion either because we are not here to break down, but we are here to build and restore. We're not here to break down others. We're here to build and restore. Are you with me? But I knew what I would be facing because I saw it in the spirit and I remember seeing these people in in, in this vision that I had and, and in this vision that I had uh, uh, while I was praying, I saw these people come saying, coming to me and saying, who sent you? Now I could have pulled out my list of credentials and said who I was sent by. It was a spiritual uh, situation, which means the earthly didn't really matter because you, be you can be sent by men, but be uncredentialed in the spirit. And I'll never forget one day I was preaching in a medium-sized church. It wasn't very large at all. And I began to complain to the Lord in the back office before I came out to preach. And I said, God, you really need to get me some earthly credentials because I'm tired of preaching to small places. Come on, I'm just being vulnerable right now. And God rebuked me. What <clears throat> well, do you think that we're all, uh, 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 you know, uh, that, 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 that there's no possibility for pride to creep in? You've got to watch it, guard it, and kick it in the butt. So I'm just saying, and, and there's this frustration. And, and so just understand the subtlety of the motivation behind that is motivated behind the platform. And, and the the, uh, the agenda of the flesh there is okay. So so it's not really about, the, you know, in, in, it, in, in as much that I was driven, it was more, Lord, if you can just give me a voice to more people, then I can declare more, more of the gospel to more people. So I was being driven with some sort of a, an agenda that was like, okay, I'm, I'm wanting to preach the gospel to as many people as possible. I wasn't just motivated in, hey, look at me, I'm wonderful. But nevertheless, it's still a wrong motivation. And then the Lord spoke to me that night and He said, listen, He said, there are many people that are ordained and I was ordained back then. I was ordained by some some great ministries in South Africa, two or three ordinations from there. I had the ordinations. I just never had any American ordinations with an american flag on it glory <laughs> to god god bless america anyway so so as i'm as i'm as i'm he's speaking to me he says there's many that are preaching behind the pulpit that i have not ordained that man has ordained he says as for you I have ordained you. And He basically told me, you just let me do what I wanna do and I'll take you to where I, want you to take, where I wanna take you. Amen. So I get out there, I repent immediately because I'm just having, come on. How many of you have ever vented to God? Sometimes you just need to understand God doesn't mind you venting to Him. He's not afraid of you venting to Him. You're probably venting in your head anyway. Just You might as well go ahead and just talk to Him a little bit. Get it off your chest. So that night, I get out. I preach my guts out. Like I mean, I sweat like Bishop T.D. Jakes. I mean, I mean, I needed three handkerchiefs because he preaches up a storm. And I was asking people. I mean, I was trying to sweat as much as he could, as he did. Of course, I can preach like. Bishop T.D. Jakes. But the point of the matter is, is, is I was preaching, I was giving it my everything. And at the end of the service, little did I know, there was a lady on the back row that came to me and said, hey, that was amazing. I really enjoyed the ministry. My husband is the pastor of, I'm not going to say the denomination of one of the largest denominations uh, in America. And he has the largest, I mean, I don't know why she was telling me, she had to impress me with the largest and the largest. And so she said, and uh, I want you to meet him this week. And uh, I, I'm sure after... after... After I speak to him, he's going to come and have you minister for him. The same night that I was in the back room trying to tell God to get me up doors of opportunity. In less than one and a half hours, God had already prepared something to me and that I was complaining to him in advance about. Are you with me? So anyway, I get so God speaks to me, and I see these people asking me, "Who sent you?" And this is where I'm ending. I promise. <laughs> Look, all I'm getting you is a little bit more hungry. Mm-hmm. All right, so you'll be you'll enjoy the food even more. So so these people say, "Who, who, who sent you?" And I couldn't come out with the response of. You know, when the music comes on in the background, that helps me even go faster. So he knows. That's his way of saying, I'm hungry, let's move along. Thank you, Cody, I'll read you. No, I'm joking. Uh, So so my response, I knew it wasn't like, well, I've been sent by so-and-so. And And I've got a lot of people that I can say I've been sent from, but it wasn't like that. The Lord said, tell them that I am has sent you. And then I found myself erupting after I said the I am has sent me. And out of nowhere from my mouth in this vision, the Lord said, but by by what spirit do you come? We didn't come to Lafayette because Lafayette needed another church. We came because God sent us here. We came because we believe that, that, that through the spirit of humility, Lord, we humble ourselves to your plan and purpose. You send us where you want us to go. We came here. And I love Lafayette. And one thing, I mean, you can send me to beautiful Hawaii. The view is beautiful. All of that is wonderful, but you can't beat the people here. Come on now, somebody. There is a beautiful people. And obviously, evidently, God sends sends somebody to a people that are willing to hear. He gives us the opportunity. He sends us to a people that may just listen, that may just hear, that may just respond so that His purpose can be done. God never sends you to a people that are unprepared to partner with a purpose. So we never came because we needed another church. We don't need another church. We need uh, need somewhere that is solid as a rock in the Word of God that will rightly divide the Word of truth for you so that you are starting out on a foundation that is rock solid. God didn't call us to come and impart to ministries that are gonna be fly by nights here today, gone tomorrow. He hasn't called any one of us to be a shooting star ministry. He has long-term on His mind and God is wanting to do a long-term thing right here in this region. Are you with me? He's wanting to turn it inside out through a people that everybody would say are least likely to do it. No, God says, if they think we're least likely, He says, you're most likely. We don't need another church. And I say that with absolute confidence in the sense that yes, we are a church. I'm not talking about that kind of church. I'm talking about a church that is led by the Spirit of God and that will raise up people, impart to people for them to become what God has called them to be and then also to be an environment. Yes, we meet in a building. So don't get religious. Well, I am the church. I don't have to go to church. Get over yourself. Yes, you do. Submit to authority, you rebellious thing. Can you not go to church? Absolutely you cannot. Well, when are you gonna get out of yourself? Will God still love you because you don't go to church? Absolutely He's gonna love you. But if you think you're gonna be raised up in the ministry and take that spirit, all you're gonna do is create more people just like you disconnected from what Jesus is the head of. No, no, no. So we're not here to play games. We are here to see God do something mighty. This is not a church. This is a church, but it is a life giving church, not because we're great, but because He is fantastic. And as long as we step out of the way and let Him be the Lord and let Him have the seat, the seat, He is seated at the throne of what we we have come together to offer to Him as worship. If He will be seated there, there is no telling what God is going to do. Amen. Amen. Do I have a witness in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, you got to let me let my preach out sometimes. I I do come from Africa. You got to let it out. I got to let it out. I got to let out that. Come on. Remember you know what they don't understand is that I'm American but I was born in South Africa but now I'm an, now I'm I'm an American citizen which makes me African American <laughs> Deal with it <laughs> Come on now that's why I'm believing God. And I'm not, this is not like to go into a racial conversation. We should have every colour, yellow, pink, blue, brown, white, yellow, uh, off shades of yellow, slightly different coffee, whatever colour we should have it all in here, all in here because God is not a colour. Hallelujah. Come on. We need every colour in the house. Are you with me? hallelujah well y'all seem to be very saved if you weren't saved now you're saved (laughs) it's okay Sarah your laugh is contagious I'm telling you don't you stop laughing you never you that is a gift it is contagious and it gets on people so you never quit. Never. You know, Well, it doesn't matter. No, exactly. whatever. However it comes forth, it is a gift. We love you. Come on. When you hear that laugh, you know it's her. That's it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you, thank you as we take the shift <laughs> and we go over to the food section. Lord, we thank You that that this time of fellowship is rich today. Thank You for the service. Thank You for these worshippers, the gifts that You've brought here, Father. Lord, we thank You for for those gifts that bring us into the presence of God, that, that know how to take us there, Lord. We thank You for those gifts. We thank You for the Word. We thank You for Your presence. And Lord, we thank You for the food today. Lord, bless this time of fellowship. Bless each and every person. And Father, we thank You. We're not gonna thank You for the blessing of this ministry. We're gonna thank You for the continued blessing that continues to flow. We thank You, Father, You're drawing an army from the north, the east, the south and the west. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, this building cannot contain what God is gonna do. I, I don't know. I'm like, Lord, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna do it? Give me the wisdom of heaven because I'm just telling you, we're getting too small for this already and we're only six months into the year. And it's not about gathering a people for the sake of numbers. There are people here. Let me just tell you, people are not coming here just to warm a bench on a Sunday. It's people that wake up wanting to get into the presence of God because they feel that there's something different there. So we're not growing because we're looking for numbers. On the contrary, we're actually a very, very good filtering system because if you can't handle this kind of church, you ain't coming back but God is sending the hungry ones. Amen? Hallelujah. For those of you watching online and for those of you here really quickly, if you want to. Go ahead and contribute. If you feel blessed and you want to sow seed into the ministry, you can do that by visiting our website at www.destinyrevivalministries.com. You can click on the Give Today button and uh, you'll be able to give safely and securely. Uh, If you are here and you're writing our checks, make sure you write your checks out to Destiny Revival Ministries or DRM. And then you can use the envelopes uh, on my right, your left. And then lastly, if you wanna use the option and you love technology that much, you can text to give, text give to the following number, 337 434 That's 337 text give to that. And uh, you can give, you'll receive a link where you can give safely and securely. And uh, guys, it's okay. Uh, you know, the church also has to function financially too. So we just spend a little bit of time doing this. We're not afraid to talk about money. It's a part of the kingdom, amen. amen. But that's it, be blessed today. Thank you for joining us. We love you, please stay in fellowship. There's lots of food. If I can have a couple of men, um, we're gonna, or, uh, the woman, you may not carry more than one chair to put it on top of each other. We're gonna take the brown chairs on this side, move them forward and then stack them up on top of it. But then if the men can help me take the pew on the back row to my right, your left, and then put, place it directly behind that pew on this side, please. Amen. And then uh, let's get some party music going on. Thank you, Jesus.